teach my children to go to college. I teach them to pick up a trade, to work for themselves, because I don't want them working for anyone. Not to make this about a race thing, but in our community, you don't see a lot of people teaching the children to work for themselves. Entrepreneurship, college, go into debt, and then work for somebody else and pay off your debt. I'm not teaching my children to go into debt. <laughs> I'm just right. not. If they come across a scholarship, all perfect and fine, go to college. I support that. But teaching my children financial freedom is my first thing. Welcome to Next to Natural, an interview series from New Organics to showcase conscious parents passionate about living environmentally aware lives while on a journey to raising confident, happy, compassionate, and resilient children. I'm your host, Shauna Yao. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to ensure you won't miss the first episode. For more on New Organics and for all the show notes and upcoming episodes, visit www.nuiorganics.com. Connect with us at the supportive community of other conscious parents via Instagram or Facebook at Nui Organics. Courtney Joel Levette is a holistic herbalist and birth doula. She is a mother of four beautiful children, ages 2 to 12, with a passion for living a balanced, peaceful, plant-based, and holistic lifestyle. Courtney believes in raising emotionally balanced children, raising them to be sound-minded and aware so they can be better able to navigate through life. Starting with her own family, she has taught her kids to practice meditation and yoga with a recent Instagram video of her two-year-old meditating with a singing bowl. In her work as a doula, she accompanies women in labor to help ensure a safe and satisfying birth experience. Her ability to provide emotional support, physical comfort, and communication during the birth process ensures her clients the information and perspective they need to make informed decisions that arise during labor. She's the author of Make Vegan Taste Good, a collection of simple recipes for parents who don't have a lot of time to spend in the kitchen and want a healthier alternative. She loves ethically made, sustainable brands like Nui. Welcome, Courtney. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. You, you. We met on Instagram, and um, you just have an incredible family. Your daughter, who is going to lead a meditation with us, yeah. is two years old, and you taught her how to meditate. So we're going to talk all about that during this. First, tell me about you, your family, what you do. I briefly went over it, but I'd like to hear it with your own work. So my name is Courtney Jolivet. I also go by Earth Mama Naturals. I am a holistic herbalist. I run a business and I deal with mostly postpartum patients because I'm a doula. So I do birth work as well. I'm also um, certified to do lactation work. So I teach breastfeeding and different ways of, you know, navigating through new motherhood or old motherhood. The ones who have already done it before, but still having a hard time. Even I have a hard time. Um, I'm a mother of four, three whom I birthed myself and one who I raised with my partner. We right now are navigating through life with a bus conversion. So... We're doing that, transitioning to living onto the bus. We're in our last month of our renting in our home. And I was like, well, if we plan on buying in a couple of years, let's, let's downsize. I have been asking my mate for the longest, can I have a bus? Can I have a bus? And he was like, no, too many kids. And I was like, okay, I bought a bus. <laughs> You're going to have four kids living on a bus? 
four kids living on a bus, homesteady. I already homeschooled, so that's not a problem. We're plant-based, so raising them holistically is not a problem at all. They're pretty wild, as most kids are, but I think being in nature more is a lot more common than living in the inner city of Atlanta, where we're at now. And I just feel like it's going to be the best thing for them. Have people been asking you different things within your, as a birth doula? Yes, they have. How do I live a more sustainable lifestyle? How can I get my children to meditate? How do I decrease all this stress from thinking that I can't take care of my family, which I've gotten a lot of those. Um, people that are telling me that they've lost their jobs, which is heartbreaking. I can't even imagine. So how are you keeping yourself balanced and calm and peaceful? Because even myself, I... I'm a pretty like low key person, but I find myself at least several times a day going into anxiety when you see lines outside grocery stores or like, it just is a lot. Yes. So I limit my access to people in general, unless it's necessary. And I really, I'm, it's going to sound harsh, but not in a sense. I don't answer emails and text messages and phone calls until I mentally feel prepared to. There's a time frame I cut off at night. And there's a time frame, I open back up in the morning time. You have to give yourself a break. So I have a cutoff time and I have a begin time. And people have to respect that. Do you teach that to your clients as well? Because I think it's amazing to see these moms who seem to be on Instagram a lot. And social media is one of those things that you can't, it teaches your brain to be stressed. So how do you help other people deal with that? And how do you balance your own social media use? With my social media use, once I post it up there and I run through everything I have to do, I shut it down and I come off of it. And that gives me a, a time frame to be able to be like, okay, I can calm myself down now after doing all that. I can get my children settled. I can calm my household. And then I can come back to the questions. So how are you dealing with, with your children? How, are, how did you explain what's going on to them? And kids are so resilient. Do they... Do they feel and do, can you see the impact on them? I don't, actually. I, I don't want to say my children are clueless to what's going on. I've limited the access to what I want them to know and what I don't want to know, want them to know. Because I feel like with me knowing, and the only reason I knew was because of social media, I don't watch TV. When I saw it, I initially wasn't in fear of the actual virus itself. It was the outcome of the virus, but it was the multitude of deaths from whatever is happening and then the shutting down of everything and the panicking and the chaos. And I like to just stay in my mental state of everything's going to be okay. No one knows, but I want to stay in that mind state. And I feel like my children are aware, but I don't want them afraid. When you're, when you're afraid, it, it brings in a whole different aspect inside of your body. That's what makes you sick. So if you're thinking in your head, something's going to happen to me, something's going to happen to me, this is happening, I know it's going to happen to me. Manifestation, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like to stay in my, my bubble. That's what I call it. <laughs> and I like to keep my children that way. They're happy. They're running around in our yard. They're protected. They're in abundance. They're okay. So that brings me to how this video of Sky Lotus meditating at two years old to Sable, which was, went viral. The post went viral. Uh, have you always meditated or did you grow up that way? And how did you know to teach your children? So I didn't grow up that way, but I did grow up in 
what what is the term? You know when they say whether or not you was you was raised in love or survival? Right. I was raised in survival. You know, growing up and you saying different things. I'm I'm grateful for the fact that I didn't grow up religious. I know a lot of people do grow up that way, but I'm grateful for it because I took in everything from a lot of different areas. And it taught me how to get in a space where I could be myself without trying to unlearn anything. So I got into yoga and meditation as an adult, but I still practice um, awareness in high school. And that's a whole different subject. But as far as meditating yoga, I I started that about seven, eight years ago. When did you decide I need to teach this to my kids? I went through my divorce and my middle son, I had already started with my, my oldest son by the time he was like, I want to say it was nine or 10, but my middle son had not started with him yet in the midst of my divorce and, and everything else that was going on. So he started going through a little recession. Like he just wasn't having, he was like, no, I want to go with my dad. He just was having a hard time with a lot of stuff. So I was like, okay, I think it's time. <laughs> you know, I try to give my children their own options of doing things. I let them decide whether or not they was going to be plant-based. I let them decide whether or not they, you know, wanted to go to school, all of those things. So I felt like doing that, I wanted him to lean into it. You see me doing it. You was curious. I want you to want to do it yourself. So he was seeing what it was doing for me. He would watch me sit on my mat and talk to myself. He would think it was funny because he was like, who's mommy talking to? I'm like, myself. It first began when he had, I wouldn't say it was a panic attack. He really fell apart and was crying about wanting to see his dad. His dad's in the military. So we sat down. And so I started meditating. And then he copied me, which initially is how you teach children in the first place, by example. So after that, I started having him and my son do it together. And then once the baby came along, I've been teaching her since birth. She would sit there as long as I sit there. So how do you know if a child is meditating? How do you know they're not just sitting there watching you? Like We practice sound repetition. I'm sitting there. I tell them to pick a sound, whatever sound you think is going to calm you down, but not interrupt me. I tell them to pick a sound that's going to calm you. And majority of the time, the baby girl, she'll do, um, she likes that sound. The boys, they say, mmm, with their mouth closed. So as long as I can hear that, I know you're not playing. Once it stops, I'm opening my eyes like, what are you doing? <laughs> and do you do it all together, like at a certain time every night? Sometimes. Sometimes is we have to get the boys into bed. We've been on the porch mostly, but during this time, because we're out late and on the bus, they're, they're cut back a little bit. We're trying to figure it all out here, but for the most part, we're doing it together. How would you recommend moms personally, if they don't meditate and they want it to start, do you have a few simple steps that you can tell them to try? Yes, I have more than one. They're actually linked to my um, Instagram. Inside the link on my page, it lists every single article I've ever written for anyone. Oh, that's great. That's great. Okay, so we'll link up to that in the show notes. What is the best part of being a mom? The funny stuff. My children are hilarious. I know a lot of people say their children are funny, but mine are really, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> they would say any and everything because they're so aware, they challenge anyone and anything. 
And like the, the middle boy, he's overly intelligent. So any type of tricks you're trying to play on him, he has a theoretical example and physics to everything. So he'll make you feel like, okay, did I finish high school? Did I go to college? So you homeschool, what about college? That goes back to the initial response I gave about my children. I'm allowing them to choose their own path. I actually do not teach my children to go to college. I teach them to pick up a trade, to work for themselves, because I don't want them working for anyone. Not to make this about a race thing, but in our community, you don't see a lot of people teaching the children to work for themselves. Entrepreneurship, college, go into debt, and then work for somebody else and pay off your debt. I'm not teaching my children to go into debt. <laughs> I'm just right. not. If they come across a scholarship, all perfect and fine, go to college. I support that. But teaching my children financial freedom is my first thing. I think actually kind of the world is shifting in that direction, especially mm -hmm. after what is going on now. And there's a lot of, you know, online learning and everything. And college was already a controversial subject before. Yeah. So I think now people are really starting to realize and have that choice. What is the most challenging part about motherhood? The most challenging part is raising four different personalities. You have my eldest son, who is very calm, cool, and collect. He's like the third parent to the second, I mean, to the two-year-old. He's so calm, but he's sneaky. Then you have the 10-year-old, and he's just like all over the place. Then you have the eight-year-old, which is the oldest smart one who will play the mind tricks on you. <laughs> then you have baby girl, and she just came in, and she just, she filled in that gap of, I'm calm. You can't piss me off. I'm just a baby. I'm walking my own path. <laughs> and I love it because they're, they're all different, but it's challenging because you have to, like, really treat them. And you have to treat your children differently anyway, but it's really, like, different. <laughs> you strongly believe in, like, ethically made brands and sustainability. Was that how you were raised, or when did that work its way into your life? I actually wasn't raised that way, but I also wasn't raised um, spoiled. I'm going to use that word. I wasn't into high fashion in the first place. I've always been my own person. That's something I've carried with me for years. I've worn things that I feel feel good to me. So it was not something that I was like, oh, I'm aware of it. this is being made by an animal. I didn't know any of that stuff back then, but I just wore what I felt I needed to, I wanted to wear. So when I started transitioning over and it really began when I became vegan and I've been vegan for five. So I, I changed up a lot as I grew older and now I live a very minimalist lifestyle. I like a lot of brands who are like, oh my God, I'm like, y'all ethical, y'all sustainable, y'all hand make a lot of your stuff. I love that. New Orleans, I love, love them. That's like one of my favorite little um, pajamas. I know you see her in the pictures a lot of that, like that's my favorite one. She wears it as an outfit. And do you bring that sustainability into your home? Yes. So as far as cleaning goes, I make our cleaning solution, which is out of orange peels and uh, apple cider vinegar. I don't want the spray bottles of the other stuff in our homes. And until I find one that is like, it works for my family, I'd rather keep making our stuff. Plus, we don't have a lot of stuff that you actually have to clean. Because we, we're vegan, we don't use a lot of stuff that, like if I was a meat eater. And of right. course, I would have 
wipe down everything after touch and stuff, but we don't use anything that really needs to be wiped down with something to kill germs with. So you said that your clients ask you how to be more sustainable, more plant-based. What are some tips that you can offer people if they want to become more sustainable in their lives and also being plant-based? How I minimize my lifestyle is if I feel like it's something that I don't use often, I'm getting rid of it. Something I feel like I don't wear often, I'm getting rid of it. If I have to choose between something like, oh, I'll wear that eventually, it needs to go because eventually does not mean soon not wearing it. And so as far as sustainably, I really, my children do this as well. They read everything. If it doesn't sound right or they have, they can't pronounce it, they won't use it. Love that. Yes. So, and I really hold tight to that because I feel like a lot of people lean towards listening to others when they say, oh, use this, buy this, eat that, do this. I tell people all the time, research it. I think one of the things that helps you is that you don't watch TV, which is programming people to what is normal when what is normal is not that. And what, what does normal even mean? Everybody feels like there's a look, there's a style, there's a thing, something that you're supposed to do to look like everyone else. And if you don't look like that, act like that, talk like that, walk like that, then you're abnormal. I think I'd rather stay in the abnormal state because I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. I just don't want to. It doesn't feel good. And you can't live as a whole for yourself if you're trying to be like anything else that someone else is telling you to do. So I always tell people, research. If it fits what you are trying to do, do it. What about if they wanted to switch to plant-based? How do they know that that's right for them? I try to stay away from telling people what to do when it comes down to their body because it already is a notion that all vegans and plant-based people are trying to push you off into being vegan or plant-based. Right. I've never said that. I always tell people it's the overconsumption of anything that is killing people or making them the way that they are. Do what you want to do, but do it in a healthier way. So what is your vision of the future? Once we emerge from all of this, I think a lot of people are thinking that they're gonna life is gonna go back to normal when in actuality, I don't think life will ever be what it was. And in fact, I've heard that it's it's just going to rush more at a faster pace towards whatever it is that it was rushing towards. And I I think it's the sustainable, more conscious society, or Mm -hmm. that there's going to be like a major split between people that that are that and then people that aren't. And Mm -hmm. uh, so what, what is your vision for the future? I feel like it's, it's a, it's a war, not necessarily a fighting, but it's going to be a split, like you said. We're definitely not going to go back to how it was because right now people are seeing that, okay, what we were doing before was not working. It was not healthy. It was detriment to the planet. We can't move this way anymore. Let's find a different way. And with all of the awareness that is coming out now, you're saying people are, are gathering up seeds, they're farming more, they're more aware of what they're eating because they want to stay healthy. They don't want to catch this virus, you know. They're doing a lot of awake. They're, they're seeing it. And that's what we needed. I think peace is going to come out of all of this. No matter how much chaos is going on right now, I think after the storm, it's going to be a lot of calm. And I hope it stay that way. 
I so, so agree. What is your greatest wisdom that you would want to tell your children when they grow up? Like, let's say you were going to disappear and you wanted to leave them with advice to thrive in life. The first person you should go to when you want to know an answer. Trust yourself. Your intuition is always there. Every adult needs to hear that. Mm-hmm. really <laughs> and and what are some words that you live by like one is there a phrase or a statement that you live by honesty is virtue love how you want to be loved children are human you don't own them there's a couple of them we were gonna do a meditation with sky yes so what she wanted you to do she wanted me um you to show her how to meditate can you do that for her um, do it yes you ready mm-hmm all right. Thank you so much, Sky. I really appreciate you leading us through that. She said, thank you for showing her how to meditate. Well, thank you, Courtney. Thank you. I wanted to ask you if people wanted to contact you or work with you and connect with you, what are the best ways to get a hold of you? And you also, I know, have a website. And like you said, we'll provide all the links to the articles on how to meditate in the show notes. You can reach me at Earth, earthmamanatural at gmail.com. That's my email list. You can also, on my Instagrams are PSLoveJolly or my doula Instagram, which is Love Life Doula. And I list my YouTube down below, which is Earth Mama Naturals as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to Next to Natural. We'll be back soon with another incredible mom to share her journey and approach to minimalistic and environmentally conscious living. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And please be sure to share it with a friend and rate and review the podcast. This helps other incredible parents find us and help grow the movement to a healthier and happier world. Find today's show notes on our website at www.newyorganics.com backslash podcast.